This episode of Never Not Knitting is brought to you by Sweet Georgia Yarns. Visit the shop online at www.sweetgeorgiayarns.com. Hi, this is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Welcome to episode 54 of Never Not Knitting. Thanks for joining me back. I'd like to start off today's episode, as always, by announcing the winner of last episode's drawing giveaway. Everyone who left a comment under the drawing blog post for episode 53 was entered to win a signed copy of the fabulous Little Red in the City by Yasolda Teague. I chose one commenter at random using the online random number generator, and I'm happy to announce that the winner is Ashley, who left a comment under the screen name of Stars to Fill My Dreams. So congratulations, Ashley. And please, when you do hear this, please email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com so I can get your shipping address and pass that right on to Yasolda, who will be mailing this book directly to you from Scotland. Thank you to everyone who participated. And for those of you who didn't win, not to worry. I'm always announcing new giveaways, and I'll have a new one for you to enter at the end of this episode. So... Now onto the reason why all of you are here today listening. Knitting. Hmm, what to say. As much as I would like to tell you about all sorts of fantastic knitting that I've been doing lately, the truth is that not much has changed around here since I last recorded. I still have one pathetic little unfinished pair of baby socks, and still one very, very tiny baby booty without a mate. And I am still slaving away on this collection of knits that I can't really yet talk about. And isn't that just annoying? I mean, I I totally know that it is, how designers work on stuff, but then don't talk about it. Well, I'm sorry. It's it's not fun for me either, really. I would love to tell you about the projects that I'm literally spending every waking minute of my day obsessing over. I would really like to share them with you. Really, I would. But you know, what the heck? I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to tell you one of the projects that I'm currently knitting that I'm the most excited about. I'm just going to do it, okay? So, are you ready? Okay. It's, um, this giant, beautiful, form-fitting, uh, bodysuit. Yeah. And it's kind of like a sweater with legs. Yeah. That you kind of, like, slip on. And I'm knitting it out of this really nice fun fur yarn. You've you've probably seen it at Michael's or Walmart. It's hot pink, and every once in a while I'm throwing in some purple stripes. So yeah. So, 
What do you think? Are you excited? Okay, so it's not a bodysuit. I mean, obviously I'm joking. That's really ridiculous. I just kind of picked the grossest thing I could think of off the top of my head. But in case you were excited about me designing a hot pink fun fur bodysuit, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. Anyways, the time will come when I can start to tell you about this collection. I just want to wait till I'm a little bit closer to the design finish line here. But what I will tell you, though, is that it's great. Well, I think it is. I really love it. And if you like my style and the look of my current pattern line, then I think you'll really like these knits too. Most all of the knits are based on natural inspiration, like plants and trees, and there are even some women's sweaters included, which is something that I've never done before, so that's kind of exciting. And another thing is that most of these patterns are designed from some of my favorite hand-dyed yarns which makes them even prettier, in my opinion. I'm really hoping that you'll love this collection as much as I do, but these things take time, so please be patient and bear with me here. I have to mention, there has been something quite odd that has happened while I've been working on this project. I've done something recently that I rarely ever do. I actually used up some yarn from my stash. Yeah, I know. What is the world coming to? This never happens. I've grown to love and accept the yarn stash over the years, but I've also come to accept it for what it is. It's a yarn collection. You all know me by now. I love yarn. I love finding beautiful, one-of-a-kind, hand-dyed skeins, especially. And I've certainly bought my fair share of it over the years, with the best of intentions. But once it comes home and goes into the yarn stash, it rarely ever makes it out again. Since I live in a very small house now, most of my yarn is stored under the bed or high up in the hall closet. And this is a little bit dangerous because I buy yarn, I put it away, and I kind of forget about it. It's kind of a out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing. But also there's another syndrome that I suffer from that contributes to this problem. The too-good-to-use syndrome. I know I've had to have mentioned this on the podcast before, and I'm sure some of you can relate. You know how it is. You find yourself at Stitches or on a special vacation and you stumble across a skein of the most gorgeous yarn you've ever seen that day or at that store. And it's always exorbitantly expensive, and it's always out of this unusual, unbelievable fiber blend, which only adds to the problem. And although the skein of yarn for 40 or $50 is completely out of your price range, you go ahead and splurge anyways and rationalize that you will be using this magnificent skein on something really, really special for yourself, or for a friend that you really like, maybe. Because it's so expensive, and because it's so special, 
it has to be used on the perfect project. So you take that skein home, you set it lovingly in your stash, and there it waits and waits for that project to come along. But that project never comes. There are designs that you like, that you find in magazines or on Ravelry, but they're never quite right for the yarn in your stash. They either don't use it all up, or you feel like they won't show off the yarn to the degree it needs to be shown off. If you're anything like me, you feel like you just don't want to waste the yarn. I have more gorgeous special skeins lying in wait in the stash than I really care to count. It's really pretty ridiculous. And the craziest part of this entire thing is that I keep buying these skeins. So that's why I've decided that this isn't a stash. Who am I kidding? I will most likely never knit most of this yarn. This is instead a collection. I'm a yarn collector. It's what I do. Sure, logically it makes no sense, but I think that's what is going on here. Anyhow, you now understand how it defied all logic when I was able to liberate two skeins in waiting from the collection. Both of these skeins have been languishing for years, untouched, waiting for their perfect project. In fact, one skein was all the way back from a 2007 purchase. For over three years, I have been saving this yarn. It's interesting because it all kind of happened by accident, really. I had an idea. I rifled through my collection for color inspiration with no intent on actually using anything. But sure enough, there they were these two fantastic skeins in the perfect colors. Their time had come. So that felt good. I mean, it's always nice to be able to use what you have. And it's also great when you can use it on something you feel really good about. It's nice to not feel guilty about these yarns being used on an unworthy project. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm rather obsessed searching through patterns on Ravelry. Although I have absolutely no time to knit for myself or family or friends right now, I still like to pretend that I do and look through all of the latest patterns. One pattern designer that has caught my eye over the past few years is Jane Richmond. Her patterns are simple but cute and there's tons of great accessories. And all the patterns look very unintimidating yet stylish. There are several things that I could see a newer knitter being totally able to try for a first, second, or third project. They're all simple, but just very cute. A few years back, I was delighted to find out that Jane was a podcast listener, and we've kept in contact ever since. And when Jane recently agreed to contribute one of her very own personal knitting stories to the podcast, I was absolutely thrilled. I'd like to now present her story, entitled... Knitting MacGyver. I have 
has this funny habit of trying my knitting on constantly. I know many of you are thinking, hey, I do that too. But you see, I do it a ridiculous amount. I mean, I try my knitting on when I have just an inch of fabric on the needles. I even try on my swatches. Yeah, when I'm swatching a new design, I'll drape the swatch over my shoulder or by my neck. I even catch myself posing with it in the mirror. I know, it's so silly. But even though it sounds funny, wearing a swatch helps me imagine the rest of the sweater. And depending on how the yarn behaves within that knitted swatch determines the direction I go in next. I really don't like forcing a yarn to do something it doesn't want to do. To ensure complete privacy, I like to try on my knitting in the bathroom because there's nothing worse than feeling self-conscious while you're wearing a swatch. I even try on my knitting at knit nights sometimes. If I'm happy with how things are going, I may even come out of the bathroom wearing my knitting with dangling needles and loose ends. It's a sight to say the least. My hunch is that one or two baristas out there think knitters are crazy. Sorry guys, that might be my fault. Okay, so with that being said, I'll tell you a story about how this funny habit actually saved the day. A few years ago, I took my knitting to the bathroom to try on this cardigan I was swatching for. I got locked in. How do you get locked in the bathroom, you ask? You ignore a failing doorknob for a few weeks until it finally gives out. And depending on what side of the door you're on, you could find yourself locked in too. The first thing I thought was, well, at least I have my knitting. And then I thought, oh no, Elsie is alone in her crib taking a nap. What if she wakes up? What if she starts crying and I can't go to her? I need to get out of this bathroom. I tried a couple of things you would typically have on hand in a bathroom. A bobby pin, some nail clippers, neither worked. If I was gonna bust out of there, I was going to have to be resourceful. A light bulb went on. I had my knitting. I was using Knit Picks nickel-plated interchangeable needles, and like a knitting MacGyver, I unscrewed the needle tip and threaded the cable through the crack in the door and started fiddling with the latch. It took some careful maneuvering and many tries, but finally my Knit Picks needles did the trick and I was free. I felt so crafty. For one, I didn't have to break the door down. Not that I thought it would come to that, but if Elsie started to cry or panic, I really don't know what I would have done. Secondly, Elsie didn't even wake up from her nap. So really, it was like nothing had happened. For her, at least. No missing mommy, no panicked baby. And lastly, to top it off, I didn't lose a single stitch from my needle while I was using it to jimmy the door open. Now that is victory. During my rush, I had entertained the idea of writing to nitpicks to tell them how incredibly 
Their needles had come to the rescue in an emergency. But I talked myself out of it. I thought, if I tell them the story, all they're going to think is, who takes their knitting to the bathroom? Thank you again, Jane. I'm sure I speak for all listening when I say that I sure am glad you made it out of that bathroom. If you listening would like to check out Jane's patterns, which I highly suggest you do, you can find her over on Ravelry as Jane Richmond, and also on her blog at janerichmond.blogspot.com. I will be linking to both of these in the episode show notes, so be sure to go and pay her a visit. Jane has also kindly contributed a copy of her adorable Georgia sweater pattern to this episode's giveaway. But that's not all, my friends. Sweet Georgia Yarns, this episode's sponsor, and also the yarn company that created the Tough Love Sock Yarn that Jane used for the Georgia sweater pattern, has also contributed a whole sweater's worth of this yarn in the best-selling colorway, tourmaline, to this episode's giveaway to go with the pattern. The color of this yarn, tourmaline, if I'm saying that correctly, is really beautiful. It's this vibrant turquoise with green running through it. It would make a gorgeous sweater. As always, I'll be providing all drawing details on my blog within the next week, so be sure to stop by and enter this fabulous giveaway. Also, as this episode's sponsor, Sweet Georgia Yarns has also provided a special discount code just for the Never Not Knitting listeners. You can receive 10% off all website purchases on SweetGeorgiaYarns.com through the month of July by entering the code NNK in the checkout process. Felicia, the owner of Sweet Georgia Yarns, is getting married this weekend, so she wanted me to tell all of you listeners that she'll be dying and shipping all orders when she returns from her honeymoon on August 2nd. So please, visit Sweet Georgia Yarns and check out what she has to offer. There are some amazing yarn and fiber varieties and many, many gorgeous colorways to choose from. I don't think I could ever get sick of hand-dyed yarn. So pretty. Anyways, as a reminder, the show notes for this episode and all episodes of Never Not Knitting can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. I'm also over on Ravelry as Never Not Knitting, and you can email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. Well, that's about it for this episode. Thank you again for joining me, and please join me back on August 1st for another brand new episode of Never Not Knitting. I'll see you then. She won't even do the dishes. The house plants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are a-clickin' From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She just doesn't really care
never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. Nobody has clean laundry No pants, no shirts, no underwear But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yard in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry even in the washer and dryer That's why She can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting And it's making Her husband mad Her husband mad I'm filing for divorce She just won't stop her stitching And the neighbors Say it's really getting bad She's taking pictures of socks again Oh is burning up in flames. Call 911. Her husband says, Get up, let's go. But she can't set down her project. She says, Just let me finish up this row. She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. She just won't stop her stitching And, well, she's losing all she had